Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is a feel-good Friday. Chris Carlin filling in for Greeny today. We have a jam-packed next couple of hours for you, including the very latest on why Aaron Rodgers actually sitting out might be what the Packers are looking for. Dan Graziano going to join us in just a little bit. Plus, the NBA championship is more wide open than you realize, and maybe you shouldn't be counting on the favorites. P.J. Carlissimo, later. Let's get it rolling. Here we go! Only one place to start. History would say they would have to play at least a dozen games together, and that's going to be something that potentially the Nets are facing down as being a little bit challenging. You still need to be able to play at both ends to win, ultimately. Only one place to start is brought to you by 1-800-Flowers. And that one place to start is with the Brooklyn Nets. Last night, another disappointing loss. Four straight now for the Nets. And that's with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the floor last night. And for a team that does not have all three on the floor and has had only had the all three big three on the floor For seven games this year without James Harden. And a team that's clearly a favorite nonetheless in the NBA to win a championship. They don't seem remotely concerned by the fact that they are not playing well at all right now. And that is kind of remarkable when you consider where we are in the season. With just six, seven games left in the regular season. The fact that the Nets could very easily end up having to go on the road and end up as the third team uh, in the Eastern Conference on the road in the second round to try to advance. And when you factor in how wide open things appear right now. Listen to Kyrie Irving after the loss last night. It's about time we got tested in terms of just having to think the game on a different level, knowing that teams are shaping up for the playoffs. And we've done our best to make sure that we're ready to play. But now we got to think the game going against some of these good teams, especially on the road. Yeah, that's straight talk. It's brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And the straight talk off of this is simply, it used to be at just a foregone conclusion that once this team got James Harden, they were going to win a championship. You can't feel that way anymore. James Harden said yesterday that he feels very confident he's going to be back before the playoffs. That's great. What the Nets are not interested in doing, as we saw last night against the Mavericks, is defending anyone. And I understand how much talent they have, but when you look at the history in the league and you look at the history of champions in the league, there is one common denominator, and that is a team that is interested in defending. Listen to this. Prior to the James Harden trade, The Nets were 13th in the NBA in defensive efficiency. Since the Harden trade, even though he hasn't been on the floor of late, the mentality has remarkably changed. They are 26th during that stretch. Now, there have only been two teams ever that have won an NBA championship finishing outside the top 10 in defensive efficiency. The 2000-2001 Lakers who famously switched it on, and they were dominant, absolutely dominant defensively in the postseason, and the Warriors a couple of years ago, who finished 11th by a tenth of a point. The Nets, down the stretch in a game like last night, 
just let the Mavericks absolutely have whatever looks they needed. And it's not like they were drawing up remarkably intelligent offensive plays. A handoff pass off of a back screen is nothing revolutionary. But it's, it's amazing that this is a team that has not won anything. And you have three players who, I think it's fair to say, are among the most mercurial in different ways in the NBA right now. Yet, James Harden, who hasn't been on the floor in a few weeks, still supremely confident because the Nets have one thing more than anybody else. As much as I love the hoop, like I want to be out there, I, I want to be out there, but you got to be smart. And, and for me, it was just, all right, let's, let's knock this thing out. Let's get this thing healthy so we can make a push. One of the things that a lot of teams don't have is talent. You know, so we, we don't have to worry about that aspect. But skill-wise, we're, we're elite. So I'm not – that's not my – you know, I'm not worried at all. Um, it's going to be very, very difficult for teams to beat us. That's an incredibly, incredibly dangerous mentality. And I understand who we're talking about here. We're talking about three of the premier talents in the league, three of the top ten, two of the top five players in the league currently. But you can watch Kyrie Irving go for 45 last night. You can watch Kevin Durant add another 20 last night. Those guys can go for 65, 70, all you want. The only chance that the Nets have is to outscore teams in the postseason and just outrun them as much as they can. And by outscore, we obviously mean throw up 130 points because they're going to give up 120 without blinking, especially when that's the mentality that you're going to have. I don't necessarily buy into the whole notion that they have to play together and the continuity is going to be a big issue for them. No. I think they're all good enough and they understand each other's game well enough that that's not going to be an issue. It's just, who are they going to defend? If they're facing the Sixers, who is going to defend Joel Embiid? There's not a -a hack-a-shack aspect to that. He makes free throws. If they're going to go after the Milwaukee Bucks, who is going to defend Giannis? I mean, you can look at those teams and say, who's going to defend the Nets' big three? Well, those teams are much better defensively, including Ben Simmons, who believes he's the best defensive player in the league, that they can get things done on the defensive end in times when they need to. Yeah, you might have too many options, but when it comes down to it, if you're not making shots in big situations – even if, it is just, even if it is James Harden that's out on the floor, even if it is Kevin Durant that's out on the floor, you're not going to win. You know how I know that? Kevin Durant didn't make shots in the second half last night. He was one for 10 in the second half. He went 26 minutes without a field goal last night. The only chance that the Nets have is to score 130 to 135 a game. And that's going to be much more difficult than I think they realize. I think the Nets are living in a bit of denial that once it comes around, they'll just be able to flip the switch because they are just too 
talented. That's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. We're going to get your calls in on the Nets, on the NBA overall. Later in the show, P.J. Carlissimo is going to join us to talk about the fact that it's wide open in the league right now. And when you look out west, the favorites, at least the betting favorites, are a sucker's bet at the moment. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, if y'all don't want to trade me and y'all want to try and put the price up so high that nobody give it up for me, how about I'll just say my hamstring hurt, you pay me for doing nothing. And if he really wants out, he's going to have to, you know, get dirty. Not necessarily get dirty, just really tell him, Leo, this is, I don't care. Who's going to win out in that situation, the GM or the face of the franchise? Greeting on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, and your smart speaker. Presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. In 30 seconds, that's where we're headed. To get the very latest from NFL insider Dan Graziano on Aaron Rodgers. First up, though, good news for baseball fans. You will be allowed to attend games this season where you sit in pods with your group. And businesses everywhere are making the gradual shift toward normalcy, too, which means... More hiring. That's where ZipRecruiter comes in. ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right reference for your job and invites them to apply. No wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free only at ZipRecruiter.com slash greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today. Right now we go to the Goodyear hotline and we welcome in Dan Graziano, our ESPN NFL insider. Dan, let's just start with the basics. Where are we here? We're the very latest right now when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Well, I mean, the very latest isn't, isn't that far different from where we were a week ago when Adam Schefter was reporting that he wanted out. But um, the Packers are still kind of trying to work to find a solution. They're still hopeful in a lot of ways that they can, that they can get him to reconsider and come back. So that, that's kind of where it is. They're not taking trade calls at this point uh, from what I understand. So um, their hope is that, that they can find some way, whether it's a contractual solution or otherwise to get him to, uh, to get him to decide that that is, actually is green Bay actually is the best place for him. Uh, in the meantime, 
they got to find another quarterback for camp because Jordan loves the only one they have. And, you know, they got to have more than one quarterback in mini camp training camp. So they're exploring some of those options, uh, which aren't too numerous at this point. Uh, and then they're getting Jordan Love ready in case he has to be the guy who, uh, who starts for them this year, which is increasingly possible the longer it goes without a resolution on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Dan, when you look at Rodgers and his history, given the fact that this has always seemed like a guy that is not afraid to take a stance, are the Packers, they might be hopeful, but considering they're making, they've already made three trips to see him, when yeah. in it, when in this timeline is it just going to become a realization that he wants to move on? Well, I mean, at this point, it's, how seriously is he willing to dig in, right? Um, is he willing to miss the mandatory mini camp? Is he willing to miss training camp days and incur fines as a result? Uh, it, once they're convinced that he really won't come back, I think that's when you start to see them consider other options. And for them, that could be a trade, or it could be just sort of digging their own heels in and saying, hey, you know, if you don't want to play, then go ahead, retire. We won't pay you. And if, uh, actually, looking at the numbers, that actually might make more financial sense for the Packers, truthfully, uh, than trading him because they would it would save money. They have bad cap situations here the next couple of years, and um, and that might be the more sort of fiscally responsible way for the Packers to go with it if it comes to that. But uh, we're a ways off from all that, and and I think uh, it being just now early May, there's still some degree of hope in Green Bay that they might be able to turn it around. It depends who you talk to. People, There are people you talk to say there's no way he's ever going back there. And then there's a former teammate or two that goes on the radio and says, oh, yeah, it might be okay in the end. So uh, it's a little early to handicap it. We know he's not happy. We don't know what the solution is, and neither do they. ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano joining us via the Goodyear hotline here on Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today. Dan, we're going to get there. In my estimation, we're going to get there. This is not somebody who seems to bluff very much. So with that in mind... At 38 years old, we started to see people theorizing what packages could look like. What do you believe a package looks like eventually for Aaron Rodgers? I think you have to talk about, you know, you have to talk about a couple of first-round picks. Now, could you get there theoretically with a first-round pick and then another guy that you took in the first round last year? You know, a, a great player who's still on his rookie contract, would that be enough to to qualify as multiple first-round picks? I think if you get creative that way. And then I think you're also going to need to see the acquiring team, um, once there is one, uh, be able to help the Packers out a little bit financially. Look, the, part of the, the issue is that they've sunk a bunch of signing bonus into him from when they signed him a couple of years ago. They paid him a $6.8 million roster bonus in March the Packers are going to need some sort of financial relief to justify moving on. And I think if you're an acquiring team, then you have to, you have to be one that can probably help provide them with that. And a lot of this, Chris, feels like the discussions we were having earlier in the offseason about, oh, what a potential Deshaun Watson trade or Russell Wilson trade might look like. And I think a lot of the same factors are in play when you talk about a situation like this. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. 
I'm fascinated by the salary cap situation here that you've mentioned. It can't go over well with a team that is quite literally publicly owned to just let him sit out and not get anything at least for him. But if you're the Packers and you're trading Aaron Rodgers eventually, wouldn't you want to do it before June 1st to get that financial burden as far as the cap numbers just out of the way and not spread it out over a couple of years because you probably could afford to do it this year. Yeah, I mean, that. yes, there is a school of thought when it comes to cap management that says, you know, yes, take the pain all up front and, uh, and then deal with it on the back end. Uh, and, yeah, the Packers could certainly decide to do that. I mean, I, at this point, is it feasible – uh, in terms of this year's cap, where they have to make other moves in addition to that. And then the other, you know, the other question is you look at next year's cap, they look to be in really bad shape there as well. So, yes, it's entirely possible that they could decide to do that. Uh, again, we're down a theoretical road here where they end up deciding to trade him. Um, at this point, they have not. But, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. That could be that, that's part of the calculation when and if it comes that time. If they have to trade him. Uh, before June 1st, the cap hit is astronomical. They may not be able to afford it right now. If they trade them after June 1st, you get to defray some of that, but you do have to pay it eventually. You have to pay it uh, back on the cap next year. So, uh, yeah, tricky situation for them no matter how it turns out. Dan Graziano joining us via the Goodyear hotline here on Greeny. Dan, you probably know this about me. I've never really been interested in facts. I'd much rather speculate. So I'll (laughs) ask you one last speculative question. And that is simply this. If the Packers do end up trading him, would they be locked in on trading him to the AFC or would they accept a trade from a team in the NFC that wasn't the 49ers that could provide the better package? Let's just throw it out there, the New York Giants. Yeah, I mean, I think the way to look at it is it would probably cost an NFC team more then it would yeah. cost an AFC team because they do, they, they're, they're going to want them out of the conference. They're not going to have want to be in a situation where they have to potentially try and play against and beat this guy uh, every year. So I, I don't think if you decide you have to move on, then you can't rule out anything really. But um, I do think it would be tougher to get him if, uh, if you were an NFC team than an AFC team, given the Packers preferences in terms of the giants specifically, I mean, whoever gets him is going to have to be a team that's willing to give up on whatever its plan is at quarterback and basically sell out for the next couple of years thinking they're Aaron Rodgers away from a championship. If, if the Giants or any other team decides that that's the case for them, um, then sure, you can make a move like that. But, I mean, since you brought them up, I mean, like, are, are we looking at the Giants as somebody that Aaron Rodgers would go plug into that roster and they'd, they'd be a Super Bowl contender for the next couple of years? I'm just not sure they're all the way there at this point. So those are the – it's going to be tempting for anybody to try and make a run if Aaron Rodgers is available. But, um, you know, it's going to have to be a specific kind of team in a specific kind of situation with its quarterback. Dan, I want to shift over to what's going on right now with the Players Association uh, and the NFL in relation to what we saw this week with Jawan James getting injured out for the year away from the team facility and the team suggesting there may be a non-football injury, maybe trying to get out uh, of paying him and thus forcing players to come back into the facility. We just had a 10-year deal that was redone, yet we can't seem to 
get these two sides on the same page when it comes to this. How is this going to play out here in the coming days? Well, I want to first be fair to the Broncos here. The Broncos have not said that they're you know going to consider not paying him. All that's been all that's happened is it's been reported accurately, and the NFL in a memo to teams earlier this year underlined the fact that if he was hurt working out away from the facility, they don't have to pay him. They can withhold a salary. They haven't said they would, and, and likely that they that it's likely that they won't. I mean, they don't want to be that team uh, that 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 is known for doing that. But the problem right now is the players and the owners. The players and the teams are at odds over the value and the importance of these off-season workouts, which are voluntary per the CBA. And we've seen teams put out statements, players on teams put out statements en masse that have kind of said, you know, we're not, we're not going to participate in voluntary workouts because we don't have to. My question I'm trying to get answered is, like, what's the end game here, right? Like, the workouts are already voluntary. So to take a stance saying I'm not doing something that I don't have to do, that's not exactly a revolutionary stance. So I think what the Players Association is trying to do is make a point to its membership that, hey, don't feel pressured by the teams or by tradition, uh, et cetera, to attend these workouts that you contractually don't have to attend. We have your back, um, and and we'll make sure that they don't pressure you into doing it. And then the teams, are, you know, because the coaches want everybody there, uh, are trying to – sort of push back and, and, and indirectly say, yeah, it's better if you're here, and look what can happen. Juwan James, the timing of the Juwan James situation, obviously it's the worst for him, but uh, in terms of this dispute, it's allowed one side to kind of point and go, yeah, see, and the other side has to get on the defensive about that. But, um, you know, the fact is there's no on-field work right now anyway. So even if the guy had been at camp, at the Broncos facility, he, probably, he and his teammates are probably working out somewhere else uh, in the evening or whenever they leave. So uh, it could have happened just as easily off-site near the camp. I, I just think people get it in their heads the wrong way sometimes with this stuff. And uh, it's a dispute that probably has no real hard conclusion, but I think if the NFLPA just gets the idea out to its membership that you don't have to be constrained tra- by the tradition of a quote-unquote voluntary doesn't mean voluntary, um, then they'll feel like they've accomplished something. Dan, great stuff. Appreciate the insight as always. Thanks very much. You got it, Chris. Dan Graziano, our ESPN NFL insider, joining us via the Goodyear hotline. The Rodgers situation is inevitable to end in a trade. It's inevitable to end in a trade. Does anybody think when you look at the history of Aaron Rodgers, when you look at personal relationships, when you look at professional relationships, that this this isn't a guy that is just going to stand by what he believes or is going to easily capitulate to whatever you want. I can't see that happening at this point. And there were the hints of this right after the Packers lost, after the mysterious field goal that even the contestant on Jeopardy couldn't get an answer as to why they went for the field goal. And Rodgers says hinted around this with the beautiful mystery and, and all of that stuff about his future. He's not going back to Green Bay. And at some point here, you have to understand that he's not going to come back if you're the Packers. You have to live in that factually. And the sooner you come to that conclusion, the better, especially when you have already made three trips to try to convince him otherwise. Clearly, this is somebody 
that is locked in on the situation and feels like he wants to be somewhere else for whatever reason. And you can't treat this as if it's somebody that just doesn't have a no-trade clause. He doesn't have a no-trade clause, but he's got the MVP clause. If he's not going to go someplace and play, then why would a team trade for him? So you need to find out exactly where he would go, if that is Denver, if that is the Raiders, if that is somewhere in the NFC. We've heard the Giants as a possibility of a team that would be on his list. But this is not going to end well, really, for either side at the moment. Take a listen. Here's Mark Tauscher from ESPN Wisconsin on Rodgers and the fan base and where the fan base is at the moment. I don't know about Villain, but I do notice, and it feels like this saga has been going on for about six months, but it's only been a week from last Thursday that this whole thing has been going. And I noticed already after the draft, I thought Thursday and Friday we'd do a show from 9 to 12 on ESPN Wisconsin, and we, we had heard... What's going on with the front office? What's this? And then by Monday, after the draft, the tide was turning. It was more of, what does Aaron want? Why aren't we hearing from him? He was at the Derby. So locally, I think we're feeling and hearing a lot of kind of angst already about everybody wants Aaron Rodgers to come back as quarterback, but I think everybody during this one week is trying to figure out what he wants. And I think that's the question everybody has right now. Well, the fans are going to have to continue to live in that angst, swim around in it, bathe in it. Angst is your future until the team comes to the decision, or more accurately, the realization that Aaron Rodgers wants out. And as we heard from Dan Graziano, who joined us a few minutes ago on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead, Goodyear more driven, you heard Dan say that this is something seemingly that the Packers are going to exhaust, and I don't blame them for that, but... How long can you let that go? Wouldn't you want to get that out of your way sooner rather than later and start to work toward what your own future looks like? Part of that is the fact that Rodgers, if traded, is a $31 million cap hit. If that trade happens prior to June 1st, if it happens after June 1st, that is spread out over the course of two years. If you're going to move into the future and trade away Aaron Rodgers, you're going to understand that 2021 is not going to be your year. You don't exactly hear rave reviews about Jordan Love right now, do you? Do you hear them saying that this is absolutely our guy for the future from leaks behind the scenes? Because the team, one would think would absolutely start putting that out soon. They want the fan base to feel better and soften the blow for when the trade actually happens. You know, they want them feeling good about Jordan Love. We haven't heard word one about Jordan Love being someone that is ready to grab the bull by the horns. And that's why for the Packers here moving forward, it's important to get the best deal possible, whether that's in the AFC or the NFC. You can't be thinking about what Aaron Rodgers is going to do to you in the next couple of years. How about this? If you do feel like, I would tend to disagree with Dan a little bit, that 
I think the Giants would be further along than other teams if you added Aaron Rodgers to this mix. You could absolutely call them a Super Bowl contender for the next couple of seasons. Certainly they would have, if not the lock, very close to it on an NFC East that is not particularly good. And you have two first-round picks that you could get in this coming draft, including the Bears' first-round pick. Which, let's face it, they may have a great defense, but that could be an awful pick. Or that could be, excuse me, that could be a great pick thanks to being an awful team. The Bears have that possibility for the coming year. I think Justin Fields is their right guy. But can you imagine that being a top-five pick? And the Packers have the Bears' top-five pick? And they get, let's just say that you're talking about the two first-round picks from this coming year, a third-round pick the Giants picked up as well in a draft that is considered to be loaded, and you'll have a lot more information on players than you did this past year because of the pandemic, and maybe Daniel Jones. Maybe if you don't think that Jordan Love is the answer, Daniel Jones could be the answer in Green Bay. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, ESPN app, your smart speaker, and of course, SiriusXM Channel 80. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today. As always, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Let us hit the phones at 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And we begin with Eddie in Rockland County, New York. Eddie, what's going on? You're on Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Hey. hey, Big Chris. Happy Mother's Day to you. Well, I'm not a All mother, right. Eddie, but thank you. What's well, up? Well, you're expecting, aren't you? <laughs> That's nice. I look at what's going on. All right, on Rodgers, I got two, two, scenario, well, two or three scenarios. Say, Forget about the NFC teams. If I'm the Colts, I'm making a phone call and I'm offering Wentz and two first-round draft picks. Try to get away with one and take Rodgers off their hand and maybe 
Jordan Love also, then I'll trade Jordan Love and get like a second or something. Or if I'm Green Bay, I would call up the Bills and say, listen, we'll oh. give you Rodgers and a first round Eddie. for Josh Allen, and you'll be in the Super Bowl next year, and we can build off Josh Allen and the first round pick. Eddie, 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 Eddie. It's not happening. It's not happening. You really have to understand where they're coming from here. A little sneeze there, sorry. What you have to understand is they're not going to trade him to Buffalo. They're not going to trade him to Indianapolis because he doesn't want to go to Buffalo or Indianapolis. The Bills have a great young quarterback in Josh Allen. Thanks for the call. They also have a situation in Indianapolis where they just brought in Wentz. And you're right. You are talking about a major upgrade with Rodgers. But is there any thought whatsoever that Aaron Rodgers would want to end up in Indianapolis? He'd want to end up out west whether it's Denver, whether it's the Raiders, or maybe in a major market, if it is on the East Coast, I don't see him wanting to go to Buffalo. And remember, Aaron Rodgers is ultimately going to determine where he goes. Caleb in Indiana, up next on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Caleb, what's up, buddy? So, I have to disagree with you. Obviously, you know more, but just from what I've been listening to, uh, especially yesterday with what Adam Schefter said on the Dan Patrick show, it almost sounded like to me that Adam Schefter was making it more out to be than what it really is. Uh, Can you elaborate on what uh, Adam Schefter said? Because the way I'm reading it, he made it worse than what it actually is. No, I don't think so. And I know what you're talking about because a lot of people somehow are questioning Adam Schefter deciding to bring that out on the day of the draft. He had been hearing it all off season. And when you're talking about a reporter of that caliber, they just don't pick it out of midair and make it a bigger story than it actually is. They go based on what they have heard and what they have been able to glean together based off of all of that information. And it's a big day of the year. It's not let's turn this into more than it is. Have you heard Aaron Rodgers come out once and deny that he wants to be traded? I haven't heard that. When I hear Aaron Rodgers say, I'm staying with the Green Bay Packers, this is all complete garbage. He's been conveniently quiet all week long. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play anywhere near Green Bay next year. And Adam Schefter was reporting based on a lot of information. Information cullied together over several months. Danny in Florida is up next. Danny, you're on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. It's Greeny. What's up? All right. I'm a Packers fan and don't want to see it happen, but what do you think? He's got five, six years left? I think he's got five left. Yeah. I think he's got four to five left. How about if you trade him straight up for Tom Brady and throwing Gronk? They've already won a Super Bowl in Tampa. I think my reaction should give you what I think of that. That's not happening. Not in any way is that happening. Sagar in Virginia Beach is up next. I need to cleanse the palate from that. Sagar, what's going on? Hey, man. So uh, it's Sagar, not Sagar. It's Sagar. But uh, with that being said, I got a suspicious feeling that he's going to go to the Washington football team, man. I know that they're more of a you know ground and pound run, run base under Rivera, but... I just I, I got an inkling, man. What are your thoughts? What are the possibilities? Well, what do you think the cost is if Washington, being in the NFC, is going to get him? 
I mean, you're you're probably talking about three first round picks because they don't have the young quarterback right now to give them in return in addition to those two picks. Maybe you're talking about having to give up Chase Young. We were talking about Dan Graziano earlier. He's a first round pick from last year plus some moving forward, some first round picks. Chase Young and two more first round picks. You ready to do that? I don't think so. I don't think you are because you're talking about a guy that has the chance to be a dominant defender in this league for a long time. And you're also talking about giving up two more first round picks and him wanting to go there. I think given what the front office has been with the Packers and his dysfunctional relationship with them, could you see him going and playing for Dan Snyder? Hmm. That's that's a tough one to take. Quickly, Scott in Missouri next on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Scott, 20 seconds, go. It doesn't make any sense to uh, trade him now. Wait until before next year's draft and give Jordan Love a one-year job interview. If he looks like he can shine, great. Trade him for the best deal. If he doesn't, look to trade and get the number one overall pick plus some other things and get your quarterback of the future. So you're letting him sit out this year. That's in essence what you're saying. When we talked to Dan earlier in terms of salary cap implications, that might be fine, but that doesn't really help the Packers win this year. If he's staying and you're going to hang on to him and eventually trade him, it makes more sense to trade him now. Big trouble in L.A. That's next on Greeny. Greeny, the podcast. 